This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The 40,000-foot view of the Chicago border trade markets, take 11. Record ocean temperatures, record droughts, record deluges, record hailstorms, record smoke. Everything is setting some kind of new old-time worldwide weather record these days. These varied weather events have always happened, but the new level of intensity has reached a consistency that is best explained as climate-driven. I watch weather reporters tie these extremes to global warming or climate change and see them as brave souls considering some of the threats that they had directed at them from climate change naysayers. The supporting data in a myriad of forms appears to be there if one chooses to believe it. The oceans are warming so that they are turning from blue to green as the algae flourishes. The waters in the Caribbean and Atlantic are so hot that they are like fuel for the next tropical system to set it off. Our family is doing a trip to Alaska next month and now seeing above normal temperatures too, so it will be interesting to get their perspective on their changing climate. We plan to venture north of the Arctic Circle. Permafrost is not proving to be so permanent after all. Looking at the forecast, the upper Midwest appears to be the best place to be comfortable of any place in the world this summer. I would be surprised if crop condition range did not improve slightly in Iowa Monday afternoon. Much of the state got a big rain last week that could not be timelier. These rains extended into northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, and into Michigan. Unfortunately, there is little to nothing coming in the forecast, but the forecast does change every few hours. These changes have gotten more dramatic from forecast to forecast. Southern Missouri got rain, while northern Missouri got much less. The corn has grown in northern Missouri. Drought still grips Missouri, which is the largest cow state. Sale barns there report continued cow liquidation, having no other solution. The forecast says the high-pressure system in the south that is dominating the U.S. weather pattern, retrograding west to near the Four Corners region while expanding. Where it places itself will determine how much of the Midwest stays cool and where the ridge riders track. The recent rain relief received is starting to look more temporary as summer progresses. The absence of the Bermuda High has been missed because that robs the upper atmosphere of moisture to make rain. Some signs are that Bermuda High may be beginning to amplify closer to home. My long-term concern is that as the El Nino continues to slowly form, that it won't hit its stride until during harvest. We have seen examples of drought being broken by floods. The Atlantic and Gulf hot water temperatures are ripe to trigger severe tropical systems. It would make sense to have June drought followed by September deluges impacting harvest. The USDA 177.5 bushel per acre corn yield down from the trend line yield of 181.5, is still a record by 0.8 bushel per acre. I think that we have record yield potential on our farms, but we have been the exception with a very favorable June. The USDA crop condition ratings are the second lowest to the 2012 drought. Do we have a record U.S. corn yield coming this year? I doubt it. We will get a state-by-state evaluation in the next USDA production report. This should pit their poor condition ratings against state yield projections and help determine which is off as they do not currently jive. There were more corn acres in the south, and while they yield less than the U.S. average, I'm told that the crop there is better than their average. So far, stress to year days in 2023 do not reach up into the country as far as they did in 2012. 
USDA maintained their 52 bushel per acre soybean yield in the July report. That let them maintain what we believe is an unrealistic soybean carryover projection. Again, this pits very low crop condition ratings against their July production report weather model. I do not think that the market bought into the USDA soybean yield. That just means that the projected carryover is going to continue to contract as reality sets in. Soybean crop vulnerability is just beginning in August. Soil oil biofuel demand has driven this market. It still feels undervalued to where it should have to go as competition for soy oil heats up. We think soy oil should be priced near 80 cents if the domestic demand that they say is coming materializes. That underpins soybean prices. Macro markets are helping for a change. The U.S. dollar index fell below par last week, which shows a significant devaluation. The dollar started its fall from 114.47 last year to below par last week, reducing U.S. commodity prices by 15% to foreign buyers. The premium of the Dalian makes U.S. new crop corn and cotton attractive again to China. China's economy may be slowing, but they still got to eat. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.